0: To AB Cinema. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, April thirteenth. Bailey and I have just recorded twenty-five minutes of this podcast. Only for me to realizing that my track was not recording. So, second time's the charm. We're just going to get right into it and talk about the news because we've already done this for about twenty-five minutes. So let's get through this. First off, let's start at the top of the. The docket, we have Stranger Things Season 4 trailer. That came out yesterday. Bailey, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: I'm excited for it. I I feel like it's three years too late. The last season came out on July 4th of 2019. So it's been quite a while since we've seen Stranger Things. And um, the hard thing with Netflix is that they don't let their series carry on for a little bit of time. And so that one came and went. And, like, I feel like it's just stayed in that 4th of July week. And we haven't gotten anything since. Like, we've had a couple clips or posters over the last, like, year. And we're finally getting season 4. I'm interested because of the nostalgic aspect of it. That's something that really keeps me coming back to this series. But I'm also a little hesitant to really like this. Just because... It has been so long and I feel like I don't even remember what happened in the last couple seasons and I don't want to rewatch it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I'm really indifferent toward this season, toward this season, especially. I mean, I know that the Duffer brothers were grateful for the time they had during COVID to possibly revisit the script and think about it and have time to breathe between seasons. Um, it has been a long time, and I feel like maybe that could impact it negatively. But I also feel like this trailer for me just kind of like I have no idea carnage from Venom. Let there be carnages in this trailer, and or the Baron from what we do in the shadows. I don't know if you've seen that show, but
1: Robert Englund from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Exactly.
0: What is there's this guy? It looks like you know something that could be in the Doom video games. I have no idea what this thing is, but he he's a villain. So now the Upside Down has some form of thinking and communication. And, you know, I feel like for me the Stranger Things have kind of like been on a downward slope ever since season one. I like I always remember watching season one and the first episode being very like, oh eh, whatever, the show's okay. And then the end of the episode was like a lightning rod down my down my spine. I just sat up and thought, oh I have to watch this. And then I benched it over the course of 72 hours. But ever since then I feel like it's failed to capture that magic, you know? Every season they have to get bigger, they have to get, you know, louder, more more bold. And I don't know that I'm all too that I'm all for that. I'm really interested in the mystery and finding out. I, I I'm not sure. The season four trailer for me is is a not on the right foot. I don't know why Hopper is in Russia, how that's gonna hold up for a whole season. I have questions, man. But, you know, I feel like I'll give it a chance and I'll probably end up watching it and we'll see just how good or bad this is but yeah i'm i'm more toward the the side of pessimism and doubt on the stranger things season 4 yeah
1: i'm leaning more towards the optimistic side because like because the duffer brothers have given so much time to the season these last two seasons and this current season 4 is going to be split up into two seasons or two parts and um i'm i'm interested because i've heard rumors that each episode is over an hour long and so they're going to have a lot more meat in them uh which makes me trust the the duffer brothers a little bit more with this season just because they've spent so much time with it who knows maybe this is what should have happened from the beginning and they waited 3 years for each season to come out then uh if they did that though, these kids would have been like 30 by the time their, their season five comes out. So,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and they might be, honestly,
0: <laughs> I, I think these
1: kids are, they're playing high school students, but they're in their twenties now. And um, it's, it's kind of interesting and kind of funny, but I I am a little optimistic for it just to see what happens. But at the same time, like I hate the Netflix release everything at once open the floodgates and uh let the water cooler talk die down after the weekend
0: quality over what what is that saying quality over quantity yeah i feel like netflix that that netflix is the opposite netflix is very much like let's push everything and see what sticks and then at some point i just feel like it's very overwhelming so i agree with you
1: with the stuff that is really good they have they have given them time um, like, I don't think that there's been any studio interference. There are rumors of studio interference with them saying like, OK, like it's been two years since you guys g- have given us Stranger Things. So we should really release the season soon. And like even the, the break between season two and season three was really big because season two came out in 2017 and season three came out in 2019. Maybe we're going to get four years between season four and season five.
0: Oh geez, At that point, you can mark me down as not caring. <laughs> It'll be like
1: it it chapter 2 when they all come back to Hawkins.
0: Yeah, just recast them when they're all adults in 30 years for their reunion in uh, Hawkins.
1: They have a high school reunion and the Demogorgon shows up.
0: <laughs> and then a flock of seagulls starts playing. Um so that's our thoughts on the season 4 trailer of Stranger Things. Look it up, watch it, let us know what you guys think. On to some more under a little bit more tragic news. Gilbert Gottfried the actor who was the voice of Iago in Aladdin has passed away after fighting a long illness that is the the official tweet that was released about them and you know I feel like for a lot of people everyone knows him as that as the as Iago from Aladdin and he had such a, a special voice and he was a comedy legend he will be missed and Bailey what are your how do you feel about this one? I mean, like, I
1: hate to say, like, it's just like every other celebrity death where it's just sad that they've passed. But, like, his voice is so distinguishable. And I, I miss, like, I loved Aladdin growing up, the Aladdin movies. He was also in the, the Fairly Odd Parents. if you ever watched that.
0: Oh, who did he play in that one? I don't know. I was, just, <laughs> I was just
1: curious. And so I was like, I wonder what else he's been in. I don't think he had a big role but i i just found a i found out just now from google that he was apparently in there in that show but i i loved his voice his voice is so so distinguishable and when you hear it you know who it is like i didn't know his name until i got older but i always knew it as like oh that's Iago from aladdin and i loved it i loved his voice and he is really funny like if you ever have the chance to listen to his his comedy bits—they're—they're they're really funny, um, but it's just sad to see him go. And all we can do is just honor him by enjoying the legacy that he left.
0: Yeah, it's always sad to lose someone like that. And moving on, we have some news about the Fast and Furious franchise—the—the—the the, <laughs> the muscle car that could. Brie Larson has signed on to star in the new Fast and Furious franchise, Fast Ten. Who knows what the official title will be 10 Fast, 10 Furious. And there's no news as to who she'll be playing, but she'll be joining Vin Diesel, um, Jason Momoa. And so this is news for us. And I'm not sure, I don't know, I don't picture Brie Larson as a huge action star. I know you watched Captain Marvel, but what are your thoughts on her joining this testosterone-fueled franchise?
1: Um, Well, it's good that she's joining a testosterone-fueled franchise. (laughs) Um, There are some... Uh, there's some estrogen in there, but they need a little bit more in there. And I'm- I'm excited to see what she brings to the table. I- I've told you a little bit before, I've only watched, like, three of the movies. Fast Five, uh, Fast and Furious. Is that the- f- I don't know if that's the first one. Excuse me. And then the- I watched part of the second one, but fell asleep in it. And I'm not a fan of this franchise, but I'm excited to see- Um, Captain Marvel and Aquaman uh, team up with Groot and Black Adam. (laughs) And so that'll be really fun. Uh, And I'm glad to see this franchise end.
0: (laughs) All the optimism until that, that you got me with that one. I'm glad to see this franchise end. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I can't say Brie Larson is a very great actress. She, you know, she brings a lot of life to the roles that she plays. And I feel like I know her more from more dramatic things you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how this franchise ends. I'm excited to see how they wrap it up. So, you know, long live the furious. Um, so that's the news that we have on the fast and furious franchise. And for all of those who are loving and interested in better call Saul season six, I have some news. It might be a little bit spoilery. So if you want to go into season six with a clear, with a clean slate, not knowing anything, skip forward a little bit, but we got news over the weekend. I believe Vince Gilligan who is the writer on who's a writer and director on better call Saul has confirmed that Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul will appear in the final season of better call Saul as Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. And for a long time fans, I feel like it's great to know that they're going to appear every time you watch better call Saul, you kind of have a question, a little shadow of this series that hangs over this own series of led by Bob Odenkirk, which is spectacular in its own right. And to many people could even be better than breaking bad, but it's great to know that this season that this will happen this season and I don't know how I feel how about how they released it or announced it prematurely, but it's exciting to know that they'll be there and I cannot wait for this show. I watched it today caught up, and I can't even can't even believe that it's coming to an end. I'm so sad, but I'm so excited to watch it. And I know Bailey, you don't watch better call Saul, but what do you think about, about this one?
1: Um, I, so I'm, I, I can't gather my thoughts. Um, (laughs) I've never seen the show, so I have no connection to it. But if I remember like the big surprises from the Mandalorian season two with Luke Skywalker showing up or Ahsoka Tano from, the, from the, what series, the, the Clone Wars series, or, like, having the Spider-Man show up in the new, uh, on, in the new Spider-Man movies, um, or in Spider-Man No Way Home, like, I remember about those surprises, like, we obviously knew that Spider-Man and Spider-Man, uh, Andrew, I'll just call them, uh, Sp- or Peter 1, and or Peter 2 and Peter 3, um, those two showing up, like, it was always exciting for um to have that news but to me like they should have kept this under wraps because that gives it gives away what the fans probably wanted or have had some kind of desire to have because if they didn't talk about this before the season even started then i feel like i don't know i i wonder if they're just trying to get people back into watching the show and so i'm 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 curious to see how they come in, Um, but I wish that they had kind of, as somebody that's not a fan of the series and somebody who likes surprises, and I feel like most people do, I feel like this would have been a lot better of a surprise rather than saying like, hey, just so you know, the two people that you used to love watching 10 years ago are coming back and uh, catch it because it's gonna be awesome. When in reality, I feel like it would have had more of an impact if they were like, if just, just like having the opening scene with them in their car and making a deal or something. I don't know. I don't really know how Breaking Bad works, but...
0: No, um, that was close.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think it would have made it a lot a bigger impact.
0: I guess my only, or another thought that I have on it is this show is so great in its own right. And I guess it's difficult for me to say, you know, maybe they didn't even need to get involved in this because I feel like to do an entire prequel show from a show that was, you know, a landmark in television and not even tip a hat to it would be kind of difficult to, to put, to pull off and to, and that might not sit right in people's minds, but Better Call Saul is so good in its own right, but it's, you know, I'm looking forward to it, and I can't wait to see what happens in this final season. It's just so exciting. Moving on from uh, Better Call Saul, we have some news from the new Percy Jackson show on Disney+. Plus. They cast Percy Jackson, I believe. And, Bailey, who is it that we know will play Percy Jackson in the upcoming show?
1: Walter Scobell, who played the young version of Ryan Reynolds' character in The Atom Project. And... Uh, a couple weeks ago when the Adam project came out, uh, Adam and I had given our review and we talked about how he was the standout performer in that movie, uh, which was really awesome for him because he was going up against the likes of, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Gardner. It's, he had a, just a really great role in that movie. And I'm excited to see what he brings to this character. I'm a big fan of the franchise, but I know I'm, uh, I've outgrown the audience that they're going for with this show, uh, like by ten years, probably. Maybe <laughs> I'm not a twelve-year-old anymore. Let's just say that. And I'm I'm excited to see this with my daughter as she grows up with the series and how she's gonna get interested in it and. Um, I'll I'll be more excited to see how she reacts to it and like it because of if if she likes it we'll see if she does. But I I love the Percy Jackson books. Um, they were fun, and the fantastical elements to them were really awesome. And I loved how it taught me about Greek mythology because there's a lot that we can relate to modern day with Greek mythology. And I loved this modern day adaptation of of the mythos that was created by the Greeks so long ago.
0: Yeah, I am. Uh, I I am. You know, I think. I feel how you said. <laughs> I've I've outgrown the target audience for this show, I feel like. And I you know, I hope it's good because it'd be it'd be great to have something else that, you know, you can watch with children, and you watch with people at that age, and you know, maybe to them it's Harry Potter, but in a Disney Plus show. I'm not entirely too sure. I hope it does well. I liked Walter Scobell or Walter Scoble, that's his name, correct? hmm Yeah, I liked him in um, the Adam Project. I'm excited to see how I'll do in this, and I'm just excited in general to see how well this performs. You know I want to know what like what this holds for the future of young adult novels because I feel like they've kind of fallen out in recent Hollywood, but I could be wrong
1: and this one isn't it is a young adult novel, but I'd say it's more in line with the likes of Harry Potter more than like Hunger Games or the Divergent series. Um, I think this one is more of a fantastical element, like the Spiderwick Chronicles, which is also already getting made by Disney Plus. So Disney's banking their their money on these franchises, and I'm I'm excited to see him have work for eight to ten years. This is this is a big franchise, and it's very sprawling. Like if you were to look up the Percy Jackson spinoff books, there's there's like. There's one about Romans, there's Egyptian gods, which Netflix is doing an adaptation of The Kane Chronicles, which is a spinoff of that. There's a lot coming from this world that the author Rick Riordan has has created. And the thing about the show, they're giving the writer of the book more creative say on what happens. He wrote the screenplay for the first season, and he he's been very hands-on with this because this is his passion project and he doesn't want to see it get trashed kind of like the the movies that were made about 10 years ago
0: yeah so uh if you're a fan of percy jackson you have that to look forward to and if you want to know more about who will play percy jackson you'll have to go watch the adam project on netflix because i believe that's his first movie so go check that out moving on we have some news about national treasure the show that will be on Disney plus and an old faithful character will be reprising their role. Who will be (laughs) And just as a spoiler, it's not Nicolas cage, but it will be reprising their role in the new national treasure show.
1: Riley is back. Justin Bartha is returning to reprise his role as Riley. And I'm excited for this. He was one of the best characters of that movie, even though there were only like three characters in that movie. And, uh, I'm really excited to see him return and to just be a doofus again. Maybe he'll have a bigger role in this, but I'm sad that Nicolas Cage isn't going to be in the show. But I'm also excited to see what they do with it. And who knows? Maybe they're keeping Nicolas Cage secret. <laughs> he'll show up and they'll tease National Treasure 3, and we'll find out what's in the book on page 47.
0: Or they'll cast John Travolta, who's playing Nicolas Cage post face off and he'll be he'll be playing Nicolas (laughs) Cage in these movies no um I feel like it's kind of weird because we just saw him in Atlanta last week and I almost feel like the creators of the show might have also seen that and were like you know what we should cast Riley (laughs) because I feel like it's really (laughs) odd that I haven't heard from him for years or heard anything about him since you know National Treasure 2 and then he's back and he's reprising his role so, you know, good for him. I loved him in those movies. I thought, you know, he brought he brought that comedy, that humor element to it that made it very personal. You know, he was almost like the uh, just the comedic relief in these movies, and I really liked him in those. So that's exciting news for him. And just as a small shout out, apparently Nicolas Cage, did you hear about this, Bailey? How he had in Ask Me Anything on Reddit?
1: No, I haven't. I I, I learned about it as you were typing it while we were recording this. So <laughs>
0: Yeah, he had an Ask Me Anything on Reddit, which, if you're unfamiliar, Reddit's a website, but one of the things they did is they had him go on, and people asked him a bunch of questions. And they're very interesting, but not only were the questions good and the, his answers were good, it felt like he was the one really responding, you know? It was one of the most viewed and like most interacted Ask Me Anythings in Reddit history, which is surprising because... I feel like Nicolas Cage is is almost like kind of weird actor. Not like cuz he's talented, he's very talented, don't get me wrong. But he was big in the 90s as like an action star and a dramatic actor. And then he had this weird run where he's in National Treasure, and so people who grew up on National Treasure know him for that. And, and then Ghost Rider. And Ghost Rider, and then recently he was also in, you know, some some very weird Nicolas Cage meta horror movies like mandy and 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 pig is is a a very dramatic wally's
1: wonderland
0: wally's wonderland exactly you know and so i feel like he has this it's almost like a weird meta thing to be in touch with like all these generations of moviegoers but apparently a lot of people showed love for him one of the questions was and i guess i kind of already made it too was they asked Nicolas cage in this reddit dear mr travolta how has your life changed since changing faces with Nicolas Cage, do you regret that decision? Or would you do it again? Did he respond to it? He just, he literally just laughed. That was his response. <laughs> and then he also, that's awesome. Yeah. He asked, he said that he doesn't really mind when people hollow quotes at him. He said, I really don't mind that. That's, I'm just glad they remember the movie. He was asked what his dream role would be. And he said, he wants to play captain Jules Verne uh, or Jules Verne, Jules Verne's captain Nemo because of the character's love for the ocean that he shares with them. And three of the movies that if he had to choose could be preserved for posterity, he said, bringing out the dead pig and leaving Las Vegas. So if you're a fan of all things, Nicolas cage, and you want to know a little more about him or see this interaction in preparation for his film, the unbearable weight of massive talent, which comes out next weekend, go check out that. Ask me anything on Reddit. They have some great questions, some great interactions. And Nicolas Cage just seems like a very stand-up guy, so I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, we've, we've gotten uh, Nicolas Cage's haunts, and um, it's very fun. And it's nice to see him working again and, and getting these big roles. And hopefully, hopefully somehow Disney gets their act together and gives us National Treasure 3 because I'm dying to find out what's on that missing
0: page. If you if you if they got National Treasure 3, my wife would buy tickets the moment they dropped. She loves those movies. And so they're
1: they're fun. I watched them recently and they hold up. Like they're still cheesy, but they're still so much fun.
0: Yeah, Nicolas Cage is really having a moment in Hollywood right now. I feel like he's almost he's almost hit a second peak right now. But that happened over the weekend. And that's all that we have for the news. We just have one piece of buzz to get into and it concerns Star Wars and specifically the Jedi Fallen Order video game but a little bit more about how maybe that could transaction transition to a live action show. Bailey, what's the news that we have on this or the buzz that's going on?
1: Yeah, so um the actor Cameron Monaghan, he plays the um character of Cal Kestis on Jedi Fallen Order which is a game that came out a couple years ago it's a very fun game probably peak star wars storytelling and the exciting thing about this is like the actor looks just like his video game counterpart so if they were to bring him into live action um it wouldn't be that hard to translate onto screen um it, it would for me i think this would be really fun but um for the general audience that doesn't know this character very well um the storyline is so deep and so fun and i i hope we see him in live action i wasn't expecting for him to show up in a show like what they have planned i can't remember the name of the show that they're they've called it but um there's a panel at star wars celebration and it's called uh, it's titled the same as this show i think it's just called jedi knights of history or something like that and um It's rumored that he's going to be showing up, and it's also rumored that it's going to be an anthology show, um, if I remember correctly. That it's going to be going through the lives of um, characters throughout the Jedi lore that have called themselves Jedi Knights, and um, how that goes with them. I don't know if it's actually going to be an anthology show. There's a lot of rumors around this one. There's rumors (laughs) that it's going to be live action, there's rumors that it's going to be animation. So, I mean, they're throwing everything on the table and hoping everything sticks. So, um, take this with a big grain of salt. Uh, pray that it will happen because I would love to see Cal Kestis the Star Wars live-action counterpart to the the universe.
0: I really liked Fallen Order. I played that one. It is a good Star Wars game. I I feel like somewhere when you get into, like, who survived after Order 66... I feel like there's always there's they're always exploring more people who actually survived, more Jedi who did not make it.
1: Everybody lived.
0: Yeah, I know. Really, everybody lived except you Kuhn know. is
1: still alive. Mace Window, Mace Window landed on his feet. He has an eye patch, and his name is Nick Fury now. But.
0: <laughs> you know, so it always it's almost like hard to it's almost difficult for me to consume those those media because they're all gone when you know, a new hope happens and maybe that's just how big the star Wars universe is. And we'll never know. But yeah, so I'm excited. I haven't seen Dominic Monaghan much. Is that his name? Dominic Monaghan? Yeah. I haven't seen him in much except for, I know that he's in Gotham and, Which and that one he plays watched. like, <laughs> and that one he plays a, who does he play? The Joker. And he yes. also plays the
1: Joker's brother, his twin brother.
0: Yeah. And it's also Cameron Monaghan. I want to get that right because I knew Don- Dominic Monaghan is the guy from Lord of the Rings. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I haven't yeah I haven't seen him in much. But I'm looking forward to it. I suppose. I guess we'll just see how it all shakes out.
1: Yeah, we'll find out more on Star Wars Celebration next month. Um, it'll actually the news will be coming out the same day that Obi Wan Kenobi comes out. So
0: that We're could gonna be a have really a busy, really big weekend. Yeah. The weekend after Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out, be sure to tune in because I'm sure we'll have like three or four episodes that talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi and then Stranger, Stranger things, things, all the news that came out over the weekend about, um, you know, that the Disney, the Disney stuff. So be sure to tune in then and tell your friends about it. And, uh, yeah. Is there anything else that we wanted to go over or talk about today, Bailey? No, no, um, there's really not that much
1: to talk about. I mean, Moon Knight came out this morning. Um, and by the time you hear this, I'll have watched it and we'll be talking more about that on Friday. And we all know it's Adam's favorite Disney plus Marvel show. And he's so excited for this, the, the great CGI and, and every
0: day I wake up, you know, (laughs) yeah, we'll talk about it more, but, um, that should do it for today's episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. Rate us on any podcast app you're listening to, Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts. If you have any concerns or, or comments or ideas, please email us or reach out to us. You can reach us through email at abcinema.pod at gmail.com. You can also reach us through Twitter. Our handle is at abcinema podcast. We're also on Letterboxd, so if you're a fan of Letterboxd and looking at all those crazy reviews and just interacting about movies there, please reach out to us through that as well. That should do it for today's episode, though. We hope everyone has a great day. And as always, keep watching movies.